Welcome to the Motherhood Manual, titled because despite us all still searching, there really isn't a manual that comes with being a parent. But we do hope this podcast can be a source of experiences and insights and hopefully a little bit of light relief too, to make you feel less alone in the extraordinary highs, excruciating lows and everything in between. Thanks for joining us again for those of you who've listened before and welcome to any new listeners. This week we're starting a series of short podcast episodes that focus on mothers who are also entrepreneurs, many of whom will have established their businesses in response to a gap in the market or an issue that they've experienced as a parent. We have got some fantastic guests lined up and intend to publish these episodes sporadically across the coming six months or so. So if you are an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, or just want to learn a little bit more about some fascinating businesses and stories, stay tuned. A note from me here. I'm acutely aware that we do and will be asking these women how they balance their lives as entrepreneurs with their role as mothers. If these were men, would we ask the same thing about their ability to balance their role as a father? I'd like to think we would, but more often than not, it's only women who face these questions. And so I just want to flag that we see this issue. It's a whole can of worms, or perhaps even a long podcast episode in its own right. But should we ever interview any dads, we'll be sure to ask them the exact same questions. Okay, now I've got that off my chest, on with the episode. This time featuring a wonderful woman called Anita. Anita Frost is a multi-award winning author, entrepreneur and the founder of Green Bean Studios, a relatively new business that has grown from another of Anita's brands, Green Bean Collection. Anita, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jess. Lovely to see you. Can you tell us a bit more about you and about Green Bean Studios? Absolutely. So as you've given me a lovely introduction there, I'm Anita Frost. I'm an entrepreneur and founder. And we are based in Media City in Manchester as a children's brand. A little bit about me is if you cut me in half, half of me is all about business. The other half is all about kids. I love kids. They're amazing. I understand them. I have an instinct for how they operate in the world. And then the other half of me is all about business and building something that has integrity, something that is long lasting and something that does a real contribution to the circular economy. That's a great like elevator pitch as well, really, isn't it? it, it I, I guess you've had some time to perfect that. I love that. Um, yeah, and the focus on the circular economy as well is like super timely. And I feel something that all businesses should be putting at like the top of their, you know, aims and objective. I know you, you started, we said at the beginning with the green bean collection. Could you tell us a bit about, about that, that kind of starting point and then how you've moved to be a kind of studio? Yeah, absolutely. So my my first love was kids. That's the first landing point that I got to before I discovered that I was, you know, business was my calling. So I've spent a long time in the children's sector on the field from social work, parenting practitioner, done uni, done college, done A-levels, done field, done, done the whole thing and, and had such a love for kids, but knew I wasn't finished in that place. And anyway, through redundancy, I went from the industry employed to a place of being, okay, I'm going to go into self-employment. Just before the pandemic, I went back to that space of kids, preschool audience, little people, and started to develop these characters, which was Green Bean. And it's Green Bean's a fictional character who lives in this awesome world of adventure dales where 
there's so much friends and there's joy and there's looking after the planet and there's having adventures and started to write out about Green Bean's world and Green Bean's life and brought the characters to life through a series of children's books. They then went on into Waterstones and were on sale and parents were picking these books up and the feedback was landing exactly in the heart and space that I'd desired, which was about getting kids reading, getting kids loving reading, loving to sit down and spend that time flicking through the pages, discovering a character, seeing a little bit of the world that's familiar to them. And at that point then, we'd gone into a pandemic and I thought, you know, this is my time now to go and do what I really love. I love business and I'm great at it and I love the kids and I want to see more for our next generation of kids. And no one tells you when you're in school, like you're going to have a children's brand. It's not even a, a topic on the careers pipeline, is it? So I discovered that putting the two together is exactly where I need to be, which is to develop a children's brand that would be authentic to our kids and it would pave the way of all the things that I've done in the field of understanding, well, why are we always firefighting all these problems for children and families all the time? But then why are businesses totally cash rich, doing great endeavours, and actually are all the endeavours that they do in business good for the environment, mm. good for our for the jobs we're creating? And was like, that's it. Woman on a mission, going to build a <laughs> brand that brings both together and harnesses that. So we even though we're quite early in what we're doing, we've done a lot. Absolutely love that. That sounds incredible. And you really do sound like a woman on a mission as well, just talking about <laughs> it. But, you know, I guess that serves you pretty well. Um, Anita, so can I just jump in there? Do you you have children of your own? I do. So I have one son and I have 14 godchildren. So oh. I, <laughs> I know. And, and outside of running the business, I oversee a department for toddlers, which gives children, well, it gives families space for a few hours and their kids come in and play. So I kind of say I've got probably over 100 kids that, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, that I've got my eyes on and I get to spend time with, which is it's just everything. When you're leading something forward, you have to be around kids. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just talking something that I'm not leading. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this like really is inspired by your experience with your ch your child and your other sort of children, whether those are godchildren or yeah, ones that you work alongside. Amazing. Yeah. What does your son think about it? Oh, he he's, a, he's definitely past preschool age now as a teenager. But when I was first in the stage of writing and drawing, I brought him into that because kids love it they love imagination they love play they they make up these own funny stories like if you can bring your kids into creativity it's everything because it, it just really instills a massive part of confidence for them so now he's a bit like I'm uncool because he's a teenager <laughs> but the, the little ones love it and he still does actually produce some really good marketing ideas sometimes like oh you should think about this you should think about that that's, that's great useful isn't it really useful yeah <laughs> in the little bit of information we had about you a lot of uh, your emphasis was about uh, reducing screen time perhaps mm -hmm. for children and, and really encouraging them being in the outdoors or reading or engaging with other kind of mediums um yeah. one thing I was going to ask is you obviously are producing tv content yes. and video yes. content so I suppose yeah. how do those two things sit together and then secondary question to that is what advice can you give parents who 
perhaps rely on a little bit of screen time for you know <laughs> a few minutes out in a day uh, can you give any advice on like how they can pick good like videos for their children to watch yeah yeah absolutely great question because like screen stuff is not going away that's the way we're building our life on it's the the future of what we're stepping into and like everything too much of something can take us over the edge on being highly addictive being too consumed we lose you know the trueness of something because it becomes an obsession so screen time is is a real navigation for parents to go forward and for us as a brand we get it screen time is important as a business we're behind our screen when we do emails. So we get that screen time is important, especially for children who find it hard to sit still, who are very active. It's important for them to sit down and be fed from a different narrative. It's about what are they being fed? And we just find as a brand who are leading forward and researching and as a, a practitioner in the earlier sector, understand that the um, marketplace for screen time is predominantly negative for our kids because it's based on concepts and ideas that are led on storylines which don't fully bring our children to a space of learning in a holistic way, age-appropriate way, and according to their brain capacity. So we wanted to ensure that if we are leading forward any sort of screen time, it's going to meet what our children need in their early years stages. Parents need to give themselves more credit. First of all, as a parent, you don't know everything. It's the way it is. Every single child is completely unique. They're individual, but a really good indicator for parents is to sit and watch the content. And if you think this is weird, you're in control in that point to say, maybe we should go on a journey together as mum and son, mum and daughter, dad and daughter, Let's look at some other programs and find ones that you feel like, okay, I like the narrative in this. There's a little bit of learning. There's a little bit of fun. There's a little bit of adventure and my child's enjoying it. Now we're getting to a place where parents are burnt out, tired. The economy is in such a mess that it's a hindrance to parenting capacity. So go together on that screen time journey to find the best content that suits what you feel as a parent your child should be watching and just do a little bit of background research on the creators of the content and what their values stand for because not every single content creator has great values it might just bring something great out there and it's the the downside of the entertainment industry we could be led by people who don't have great values and I think we forget we're like oh, they really watch that. Oh my gosh, they're quiet. So I'm going to wash the dishes, fold the laundry, do everything I need to do. But don't forget in that moment, your child's being exposed. So what are we going to do? We've got to make sure that we've watched it, we've filtered it, we've got a joy about it. And then you're comforted to know, they like that, I like that. Now I can go and get something done. That's such good advice. <laughs> Absolutely. It speaks to me so much. It's my eldest is um, six and... Until sort of maybe a year or so ago, she she wasn't a sitting still kind of child. Like she didn't like to sit still and, you know, we couldn't get her sitting in front of anything on the TV for love nor money. But um, <laughs> definitely now she's starting to want to watch more. I'm so much more aware of exactly like you said about the it, it's hard because a lot of the stuff that is deemed appropriate for children, you kind of think 
exactly like you said about them having the brain capacity to understand certain things you don't really think about that but I think that's exactly you've hit the nail on the head definitely to have something that is not only age appropriate but kind of developmentally appropriate for them right is really important and there isn't a lot of that no at all no and that's really sad and that's a fair level for parents I really just encourage parents you've got this you, you can lead the way on screen time, the amount of time that they have, the content that they're watching. You can't rely that the marketplace are going to produce absolutely nail-on-the-head things because a lot of businesses is about profit first. And when it comes to kids, it's got to be kids first for me. It's got to be their well-being, how they're growing, they're our future workforce. And if they've got all their brains mashed, that's, you know... the poor things you know yeah I found it really interesting how you alighted on the kind of current context in the UK at the moment around you know the economy and the pressures on families particularly with the news recently about mortgages and things like that and I can quite appreciate that that puts huge other levels of strain on on parents and therefore your capacity as a parent to make good decisions about what your children are being entertained by and that sort of thing are, are really hard yeah just a comment really not a question just I think something that you don't connect right not only are parents doing their very best to earn and look after their family but they're doing it against pressure they're doing it against fear that in itself then hinders parenting capacity because you are full you are burned and then just to have peace is easy then just to let your child be in front of whatever is on the screen because they've got peace I think one of the words you've used a lot during this interview which I think is super important and often overlooked is just joy like they just deserve to have some joy and sometimes simplicity is is joyful right and yeah that's yeah that's really absolutely kind of moving away a bit from what we've been talking about but how have you found kind of being an entrepreneur just in terms of like work and balance and being a mother because obviously you said your son's a teenager now but you were clearly growing a business and also raising a son how has that been for you? Yeah, absolutely challenging. I wouldn't, you know, promote women to go down that route unless you can carve out a support network, you can carve out time and space and also give yourself permission to allow this to grow for 10 years. We get in, we're in a society of now, 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 that we believe if we set up a business, we should be rolling in big cash within like a few months. Depending on the type of business, the nature, whether it's a product, a service, a brand, there's there's processes to go through. And the thing I found is I have more capacity now than I did when my son was younger. And that's because early years are a full hands-on running ship episode, you know, and you're dependent on your nurseries, your teachers, your grandparents, your aunties, your friends, whoever your community is, you need to ensure that that is in place before you take flight on on running a business but I could talk to you for hours about running a business and and navigating it but I'd say from from a mother to other mothers get your support network in give yourself grace if you've got little kids don't take on too much even if it's a few days a week a few hours a week allow yourself that and and be okay with that and don't look at um, an entrepreneur who's got teenagers who's maybe at a certain place in their business and believe that you can achieve the same. You could if you've got hands-on 
support network. But if you want to be present with your kids, it's, it's just navigating it in whichever way you want to do. But the early years are so important, so precious, and they go so fast. So set up your business, absolutely, but do it on a set amount of hours and be committed to those hours to doing whatever you're doing, whether it's five or eight hours a week. Finance as well, like set yourself a budget when you set up a business. A business costs money. But ultimately, when you're building a business, you want it to bring money back in. A hobby is something that will totally cost you money and you're going to get nothing back from it. So you have to decide, is it a hobby that I've got? And if so, you still have to set money aside to put in that. And if it's a business, then say, okay, this is how much I'm going to outlay in the business. But this is the point that I'm looking where I want a, a return on that business and then commit your hours against your return and grow. And the best thing about women is we have longevity mindset. Men are kind of, when they run business, they're like in, out, make money, move on. Whereas when women get behind businesses, they have such value to add because they can do longevity and they can see things that men can't. So having women leading business forward, we need more of that. But we also need to equip our women to know if you've got early years children, you have capacity and in that capacity to be okay with that. Otherwise, burnout is not attractive for you or your family. It's so true. And I think it's that really struck a chord with me, actually, just in terms of that idea of like comparison. I think if you're on anything like LinkedIn or anything like that, it's so easy to go on there and to look at other business owners, for example, and to think, oh, maybe I should be there by now. And not to acknowledge that all the other unpaid labor that you're doing, which means, of course, you can't be where that person is because they've not got your mm -hmm. context. But it's really easy to, to beat yourself up and to, to expect too much of yourself during these early years. So I think that's really good advice that it shouldn't stop anyone setting up a business, mm -hmm. but you just have to be really aware and really kind to yourself in that yeah, process. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I think the final question is one that we just ask everybody who comes onto the podcast, and that's more just about your own personal experience of motherhood, really. And that's if there's one thing you wish you'd known before becoming a parent, what would it be? Oh, I'd say the journey. You've got to give yourself grace that every like three years is a new journey. When when they're newborn, that's a journey in itself, right? Come on, like those sleepless nights, what is going on, sore boobs, you know, all the, <laughs> the long list of things. And then you're like, okay, I've mastered it. I have mastered it. And then you're on weaning. That's a new journey. It's like, are we joking? I've got to start making these little tiny food recipes. I'm making these <laughs> awesome ice pops, lollipops. You know, like you're like this multi-skilled human and in that you will become a better person. I, I can say that because my son's team in those early stages, every three years, be prepared to learn again and, and be OK with learning again. Parenting is a journey. I firmly believe it's the best journey you'll ever do. And that's if you're kind to yourself and you allow yourself to learn. Because when they get to school, you're like, oh, my gosh like what is going on with the letters in the book bag oh my gosh I've now got to do reading oh my gosh they've got assemblies I've got to make Easter hats you, you know it's just like you're just trying to nail every single journey and then they get to high school and you're like oh no way now they've got to be independent and you've got to like stop getting involved but you've become this you know you used to being totally involved and now you're like got to back up 
it's just awesome. Like it's emotional, it's adventurous, it's like the best journey ever, but let it shape you. You know, I love being a mom. I said this to my son recently. I was like, you've made me a better person. Like I am genuinely changed because of you. And I and I and I love it for that as much as he's like, what is she on about that? But like, <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they change us and shape us and challenge us and it's just wow, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're totally uh, right. They really do. Um yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Feel every word of that. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, we will park it there. We'll leave it there. That's been such a nice conversation to have with you this morning and Brilliant. amazing to hear about your businesses. Um, I'm wishing you lots of luck with them as you move forward with them. We'll keep mm-hmm. following and tuned in to all that you do. And yeah, just a big thank you for joining us on the Motherhood Manual podcast today. Thank you, guys. Lovely to speak to you both. Thank you so much for listening to this one. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, Do go and follow us on Instagram at the Motherhood Manual podcast. And also, as ever, we would love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can email us themotherhoodmanual at gmail.com. And we will see you next time.